this podcast is presented to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church in Lubbock, Texas. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com. If you need a Bible, raise your hand. We're going to receive our tithes and offerings very first thing tonight. Go with me to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 26. Deuteronomy 26. Praise the Lord. I see the lips right there in front of you. I'm going to read it starting in verse 1 and verse 2 and then we'll jump a little bit. And it shall be when you come. Now, I just got to stop right there. And it shall be. And it shall be. It's almost like you got to get a hold of this. When you come into the land which the Lord your God has given you as an inheritance, you possess it and, and dwell in it. Then you shall take some of the first, your best, of all the produce of the ground, which you shall bring from your land that the Lord your God has given you, and put it in a basket, and go to the place where the Lord your God chooses to name his, make his name abide. So he's talking about you got to talk the, the, the tithe and the first fruits. Take it to the house of the Lord. And in this, guys, there's, there's got to be an attitude of worship with my tithe and my offering. And it's to say, Father God, I worship you because of your faithfulness, because of your provision, because of your protection. Now, same chapter. Jump with me to verse 13. Then you shall say before the Lord your God, I have removed the holy tithe from my house. Now there's a nugget right there for you. The reason you remove it from your house and you get it to his house is because it's not yours. You don't want it in your house because once again, that tithe, that 10% is not yours. Now look real close at the very next word, and, and. So he deals with the tithe first, and also have given them to the Levite, the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, according to all your commandments which you have commanded me, and I have not transgressed your commandments, nor have I forgotten them. So what he's getting over there, the first part's the tithe. The second part and the and that he's talking about, that's an offering when you give over and above to other people. Now, where we mess up a lot of times as believers, we think we can take the tithe and we can designate the tithe wherever we want it. That's not the truth. If you go back and look, he tells you where to take that tithe. And so your tithe is not to do whatever you want and bless other people with it. Woo, we got quiet in here. Verse 14. I have not eaten any of it when in mourning, nor have I removed any of it for an unclean use, nor given any of it for the dead. I have obeyed the voice of the Lord my God and have done according to all that you have commanded me. Now, when he's talking about he hadn't eaten it, he's saying there that I didn't spend it on something else, that I did precisely what you asked me to do with it, Father God. And so you want to get under the blessings, i got to listen real close to what he tells me. Now, I've tithed for many years of my life. But right now in my own life, I give offerings over and above that tithe. I give to a lot of different ministries. And so just learn to be biblical. The very things this word right here talks about, I obey it. I have to listen to it just like you do. And so get a hold of this, okay? Let the Word of God teach you. Let's pray. Father God, we love you. We honor you. Oh, Lord, we thank you that even tonight, 
as ones bring their tithe to the house of the Lord, that, Father God, they get it out of their house and they get it to you. And, Lord, you said that you would bless the tithe. And so, Father God, we just want to be biblical and we hold fast to your truth tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. We appreciate our ushers as they are receiving the tithe tonight. I welcome you again here. Remember, after the service tonight, the faith closet's open. Be sure and get your kids before you go there. Pick them up. I invite you out to, to this Sunday. Been talking about the end. Woo, one of the... One of the greatest series this church has ever had, I believe. Just to, to prepare people for the kingdom of God. Once you re, uh, give your tithe and your offering, I ask you to open to the book of John. And if you need a Bible, raise your hand up real high. And our ushers will get you one. Now, we're talking about the blood of Jesus here. And when we talk about the blood, one of our main texts was uh, Romans 3.25. Romans 3.25 says, by the blood through faith. By the blood through faith. There's, there's a teaching in that itself. And so the way the blood of Jesus is applied is by faith. So we stop there and we got to break down faith again. How does faith come? Romans 10, 17 says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when I begin to hear the word of God, it's like I'm feeding my heart a meal of faith. Then we say, okay, once I start getting faith in my heart, how do I release that faith? We go to Romans 10, verses 9 and 10. It says, you'll believe with your heart, and you'll confess, you'll speak, or you'll declare with your mouth. So the key is, even on the area of the blood of Jesus, that I start listening and paying attention to what the Bible says about the blood. And then I begin to speak that out of my mouth. Now that's what we're going to talk about here this, this whole evening a little bit. We're going to get to it, I should say. I want to tell you a, a true story that happened with me. This was probably about seven, eight years ago. We were down in Mexico. And one day we were invited to go to what they call the, the, the mental institution. It, it, was, it was literally... A hellhole is what it was. Uh, it's, it's hard for me to even describe some of the stuff I saw there. But we go in there and, man, it, it, it just breaks your heart to see how people are. So the guy who leads it all, he said to me, he said, Now here's some rules i got to give you for your team. Tell every one of them, do not go past that line right there. And I said, is there a reason why? And he said, yeah, just tell him, don't do it. And so I told him, I'll stay behind that line. And so he said, you're welcome to come with me. I want, I want you to see some things with your own eyes. So we began to tour that, and we went to an area that was really dark, and it was like there was jail cells. I don't know what all that is, guys. It's freaking me out. You got any idea? Is it me? Make sure it's not me. I'm capable. But he starts taking me into some real dark areas. Let me get back up here. That may help. And it's like there's jail doors. And, and I could look in there and you would literally see people bound with chains and fetters just like the Bible talked about. And I said to him, I said, what's happened to this person or that person? And he would begin to share with me everything. And he said, 
you know, if we don't bind them with these chains, they'll cut themselves. They'll literally kill themselves. And so he said, there was a time in my life that I was a patient in here. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. Time out. What did you just say? And he said, I was a patient in here. And I said, how did you get set free if you were a patient in here? And he said, I grew up in East L.A. And he said, as a teenage boy, he said, I would go to these meetings where they would talk about Jesus and the blood of Jesus. And he said, while I was in here, he said, I just got so desperate in life that everything was going just crazy. And he said, I felt like I was losing my mind. And this was a guy who, who got gangrene in his hand. And on, I believe it was his right hand, these three fingers right here were gone. All he had was his pinky and this, his thumb. And he said that he knew that if he didn't do something about the gangrene, he would lose his whole arm. And he said, so I pull my own fingers off. So I'm sitting here looking at him and I said, so how did you regain your mind? And I'll never forget this. He said, I begin to speak about the blood of Jesus. And he said, I would just begin to lay hands on my head and my mind. And he said, I'd call out, Jesus, your blood cleanses me. Your blood, the blood of Jesus, all oh, the blood. And he said, before long, he said, I started thinking clearly. And I started acting clearly. And he said, now I'm the head of this. And the reason I want to start that out is, the blood of Jesus still speaks to this day. The blood of Jesus just looks for human beings that will put a demand on it, that will begin to believe in it and begin to trust in it. And the thing in his life, he had no other options. But see, that's the problem sometimes with us in our nation. We got a lot of other options, we think. And so instead of just going to the source of freedom, the blood of Jesus... We try to band-aid things. But if we'll just begin to get a hold of this and allow the blood of Jesus to cover us, you watch what it'll begin to do. So the blood through faith, by faith. Now here we are in John chapter 1. And as I begin to read this tonight, I want you to pay close attention to some of the words that are used here because you'll find them throughout the scriptures we go to tonight. John 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So think about this right here. When you talk about God, you're talking about the Word, and when you talk about the Word, you're talking about God. That's who God is. The Word of God is God. The Word of God is an expression of God. That's why we can grab a hold of the Word of God. When you start speaking the Word of God and living by the Word of God, you know what you're doing? It's God. It's God. Verse 2. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and out, without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Now, in that verse right there, he uses two words that I want us to hold fast to. He said, in him was life, and in him was the life of men and the light of men. So you want to learn to live life, you want to learn to live in light, get a hold of God. Get a hold of the Word of God. Verse 5, 
And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. The darkness did not understand it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. So once again, through all this you see the word and you see the the word light and life. Verse 9, that was the true light, or the real light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. And so, God right here was the light and the life, and the light overpowers the darkness. Darkness can't stand toward light. And think about this, this analogy here. If we were to turn all the lights off in here, and it was dark. But if you had one little match and popped that, light, that match, there would be light again. Even in a dark world, I don't care how dark it may seem, Jesus is the match. He's the match. And I, I don't know if I'm politically correct calling Jesus a match, but he knows my heart. And I want you to get, he's the match. Now whatever darkness you're around, understand, the match of the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Keep reading, verse 14. I'm jumping a little bit. And the word became flesh. What does that mean? The word of God became flesh. So the Word of God became Jesus and He became living and alive and breathing with blood flowing through Him just like every human being. So He's given us the description here that the Word, Jesus, became flesh. And we're going to come back to that here in a little bit. Jump to to, uh, John chapter 8, verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So the world is in darkness apart from him. So he tells me something. He who follows him. He didn't say just he who confesses him. He said he who follows him will have light. The light of life. So when I look at this, You want to have life? You want to walk in light in a dark world? i got to get a hold of Jesus. And you got to get a hold of Jesus. John 12, verse 46. Some of you are saying, I thought we were talking about the blood of Jesus. We are. We're getting somewhere. John 12, verse 46. Jesus' words, I have come... As a light into the world. That whoever believes in me should not abide or live or remain in darkness. Ooh, that's good right there. So when I continue in Jesus, that means it, it isn't just once ever now and then. I live in Jesus. I remain in Jesus. And he said, I won't abide or continue in darkness. Now we got to understand what the word darkness here means. The word darkness here means gloom. It means evil. And it means sin. So Jesus said, listen, I'm the light of the world. You get a hold of me, 
Woo, we'll get rid of that darkness. We'll get rid of it. Go way back in the New Testament to 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1. So you see why I said hang on to some of these words here tonight because we're going to tie all this together that the word light, life, all this has a part to play with Jesus. 1 John chapter 1, let's begin in verse 5. This is the message that we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light. That God is good, that God is true, that God is pure, that God is holy. Ooh, just all of those above. And in Him, in God, is no darkness, no evil or sin at all. Period. Verse number 6. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Now, another phrase you've got to see here, many times what we'll read here, he'll reference what me and you walk in. And he uses the word here that when you walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Now, what he's talking about is when I willfully walk in darkness. When I willfully walk in evil, when I willfully walk in sin, so when he says you lie, what he's saying there is, I can't court God and I can't court evil and sin at the same time. It's just not going to happen. But here we go, something better, verse 7. But if we walk in the light. So the two things that he talks about here is I'm either going to walk in light or I'm going to walk in darkness. That's why I like the word if there. If tells me there's a choice. And you know what? Me and you choose. We choose where we want to head. But if we walk in the light, He, Jesus, is in the light, and we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Now, this verse to me is really, really wonderful. Because in this verse, you see that in Jesus' light and in the blood of Jesus is what? Freedom, the remission of sins, redemption, every bit of that. And so it becomes a choice that when I say, you know what? I want to walk in the light. I want to walk in the things of God. I give my heart to Jesus and I just start living for Him. And I, when I start living for Him... His grace and His blood will begin to empower me. Now, in my own life, that any time I get a thought that's not good, 2 Corinthians 10, verses 1 through 4, it says for us to capture every thought. Bring it into captivity. One of the ways I've been working really hard at bringing all my thoughts into captivity is when I begin to think on something that isn't godly, you know what I say? Uh-uh, I come under the blood of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, your blood is cleansing my mind right now. The problem a lot of times when our thoughts come, we just play around with them. Don't treat the thought like it never came, but cast it down in Jesus' name. And so I begin to speak to it, and I begin to speak to it in that situation. Now, when I begin to look at this, the blood of Jesus, he said here, it cleanses us from all sin. 
So what does all this have to do with what we read? Well, in the beginning was the Word. The Word is truth. And in the beginning, when the Word came, then God said the light and life would come. And we read there in, in John 8, 12, or John uh, 1, 14, where Jesus said that he, His flesh became the Word. So everything within Jesus' veins, everything within Jesus' veins, when he was on this earth, was pure. Remember, that when Jesus came to the earth, the Bible said that he was the lamb without spot blemish. What does that mean? Jesus walked this earth with sin. The flesh became word, and then this man named Jesus, he went to the cross for me and you. And when Jesus died, and the way he died, all his blood came out of him. Now when all Jesus' blood came out of him, you know what flew, uh, flowed out of Jesus' veins in his blood? Not only redemption, not only the remission of sins, but the Word. The flesh became Word. Light and life. So the blood of Jesus was not only poured out for my sins, the blood of Jesus was poured out for me to have life. And the blood of Jesus was poured out for me to live in light. And the blood of Jesus was poured out for me so I don't have to be dominated by sin anymore. So the blood of Jesus, when I read all this, I begin to see every arena of life in the blood. It's in the blood. John 10.10, Jesus said, I came to give you life in that more abundantly. How did he come to give us life in that more abundantly? Through his broken body and what he did on the cross, that blood. So that blood, guys, it, it, it is so much more valuable than the way we just look at it. That's why in 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, the Lord said, the blood of Jesus is precious. It's, it's priceless. And so when I read all this, no matter what you're going through right now, do you got a sin problem? The blood of Jesus. If you got problems in life, the blood of Jesus. If you're needing to walk in light, the blood of Jesus. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Who I come under the blood. Now, go with me to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Let me just throw something in there. Remember one of our main texts was uh, uh, Leviticus 17, verse 11. Life is in the blood. Life is in the blood. So you get a hold of the blood, you're going to come in life. You're going to come into the abundance of life. Some of you are looking at me like I'm crazy. Just begin to get a hold of the blood of Jesus. I encourage you, start speaking it over your house. Get in your vehicle and your cars and speak the blood. Speak the blood over your circumstances. Speak the blood. I'm telling you. The blood of Jesus is like Clorox. Man, it, it takes care of anything. It'll take any spot, anything. Colossians 1. 
Now, I, I'm going to throw something in here real quick. I didn't mean to go here, but this afternoon I was looking at this. I just want to read real quick in verse 10. It says, that you may walk worthy of the Lord. Again, I see the phrase in there, that you may walk worthy of the Lord. And so when we talk about walking worthy of the Lord, what does he mean by that? Fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So I begin to say, man, Father God, I, I want to be fruitful. I want to walk in the things of God. But how does that happen? Well, look at verse 12. This is good stuff right here. This is like the dessert tonight. Giving thanks, that's praise. That's what we did earlier. You know what praise is? Just giving thanks. Thank you, Father God, for another day of life. Thank you, Father God, I'm in church and not in the hospital. Thank you, Father God, I'm here and not in jail. Thank you, Father God. That's all that is. That's what praise is. Thank, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified. Who has qualified. Now, listen real close here. The Amplified says he's made us fit. He has qualified us, me and you, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. There's that word again, light. So what happens with this right here? That me and you have been qualified to have an inheritance in the light. But you know what becomes the issue? If we don't understand what our inheritance is, it never does us no good. And if we don't understand how to use our inheritance... It does us no good. So we do have an inheritance that the Lord gave us right here. The, the new, new Living says this, that He enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to His people who live in the light. What is Jesus, so that, that inheritance has to do with light? Well, remember Jesus said in John 12, 12, 46, I am the light. I'm the light of the world. So a part of my inheritance has to do with the light that Jesus brings us. Keep reading. Verse 13. He has delivered, rescued us from the power of darkness. Danger, death, evil, sin. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. Now, the darkness he's talking about here isn't toward other people. This verse right here is cross-referenced to Ephesians 6.12. Ephesians 6.12 says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, the rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. What he's talking about there is it's a spiritual war against the devil and demons, but it's good news right here that he has delivered me from the power of the devil and from the power of demons. Keep reading. And has conveyed. He's transferred us. Now listen to this one. I came across this this tra uh, translation today. He has deported us. He has deported us. From what? Look. He has conveyed or deported us into the kingdom of His Son of love. So what He's telling me here, that He's deported me from the realm of darkness 
into the realm of light or the realm of the kingdom. How did he do that? Because the inheritance we have in the light. So part of my inheritance is I walk in deliverance. I walk in freedom. Keep reading. And you may begin to say, how? How? Verse 14. In whom we have redemption. We've been purchased. We've been brought back. Bought back how? Through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Through his blood. So part of your inheritance and part of my inheritance is through the blood of Jesus. That he's qualified me to be a partaker. And he's qualified me to walk in life. And he's qualified me that I don't have to be dominated by sin anymore. So the way I begin to come into this inheritance is I begin to speak about the things of God. I begin to speak about the blood of Jesus. I begin to sing about the blood of Jesus. And when I begin to speak and I begin to sing about the blood of Jesus, it literally starts activating my faith. That doesn't mean you just do it one time. I do it over and over and over. So you wake up tomorrow morning and start declaring the blood of Jesus. You start singing about the oh the blood of Jesus that washes white as snow. I like to sing it this way, oh the blood of Jesus that washes stormy white as snow. Man, I throw my name in there and I come under the blood of Jesus. And so here's a here's a nugget we're going to end with tonight. I'm old, roughly between 20 and 24 years old. Not right now, crud, no. Years ago, many moons ago. And I'm born again. But I'm walking in darkness. And this is what happens to a lot of believers. We get born again and then we get frustrated because... It's like we keep living the same old life. We stay in the same patterns. You know why that is? We don't know what our inheritance is. And so I tap into this verse right here. And I begin to read that he has. Not when I get to heaven. He's already done it. Jesus' blood already came out of his veins. He did it. And so he has delivered me out of the power of darkness, out of the pit. And some of you right now, you're in a pit. And you say, man, I just can't get out of it. Start speaking the blood. How'd you do it, Pastor? I started saying this in the name of Jesus. I'm a partaker of that inheritance, not because of how smart I am. I'm a partaker of my inheritance because the blood of Jesus has qualified me. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you've delivered me out of the dominion and control of the devil and darkness. Now, in my own life, the biggest stronghold that I had was alcohol. Man, I'm telling you guys, it it had me in a headlock. Drugged me around. So I begin to speak this right here. I would say, I thank you, Lord Jesus, 
that you've delivered me out of the power of alcohol and I thank you right now the blood of Jesus is working on me and I thank you that I walk in light. I walk in life. That alcohol has no dominion over me because you've, you've transferred me, you've conveyed me, you've deported me out of that realm into this one. And you guys say, and the next week you never took a drink again. Wrong. See, this is what I want us to understand. Many of us have inheritances that will last our whole life. But we don't use it all up. And so the blood of Jesus is something I must learn to do on a daily basis. That I get up and I start speaking the blood of the Lamb. And so I would begin to speak it. I'd begin to speak it. And many of you know this. That I put three by, by five cards and I had them all over the place. And I would look at myself in the mirror and say, you've been delivered out of the power of alcohol. Woo, the blood of Jesus is at work. Four years later, I walked in freedom. Four years. Now, the reason I believe part of it took that long was, number one, man, I'm telling you, it had a stronghold on me. Number two, it was because of my faith. That my faith had to start rising. How does my faith rise? I start agreeing with the Word of God. I start speaking the blood by faith. And so I kept speaking, I kept speaking, I kept speaking. Now understand this. Someone that had drank every day. I don't need you to show your hands. But you ones in here have had problems with alcohol. I tell you, you know what it is to drink every day? And before long, I'd gone a week. Oh, happy day. And then you know what I'd do? I'd twist off. And then you know what I'd do? I'd cry and I'd go back and I'd look in the mirror and I'd repent and I'd say, Father God, help me. Now you've delivered me from the power of darkness and I thank you the blood of Jesus is at work. And before long, it went to a week, it went to two weeks, it went to a month. And after that, man, I got where it wasn't even a temptation. And to this day, the blood of Jesus. I believe this, that the blood of Jesus will work in any arena. Remain in the Word. Remain in the blood. Well, Pastor, we tried it for two days and nothing happened. I've been doing Here's the deal with it. I, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it. Because the Word of God, it's alive. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. But I've got to get a hold of this. And I know right now some of you are in great dilemmas. Discouragement, want to quit. Start speaking the blood. Start speaking the blood. Speak it by faith. And get over in that and don't be moved. Don't be moved. No matter what the circumstances, what I feel or see, the Word of God and the blood of Jesus are working mightily in me. It's working mightily. And it's one of the daily vitamins. Man, take part of the blood every day and come underneath the blood and stay under it. All right, you can stand up. I don't know if we helped anybody tonight. I'm telling you guys, this is powerful. This, is a, this has been a great review and a stirring up in my heart. Because right now, anytime I face discouragement, some of you say, you face discouragement? Yeah, but you'd never know it. 
I'm not free from that, but I'll tell you, when I start facing discouragement, man, I will begin to pray and I'll get under the blood of Jesus. It's the key right there. Get back under the blood. Don't run from Run to it. Run to it. Let's pray here. Father God, we love you tonight. We honor you tonight. And we thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Right now, we speak the blood over everyone under my voice. And I thank you. Not only does that blood cleanse, but that blood delivers. That blood sets free. That blood brings life. That blood brings light. And so, Lord, we release it all over this room. And my faith, we receive it, Lord. Welcome his blood. We welcome your blood right now. We welcome your blood, Lord Jesus, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to the podcast. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com.